Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Logic Sports NFL Sunday podcast. I'm joined by Nasir Subar, and today we have a special guest, Josiah LeBrun. Like we said on Thursday, Dan is out in Tampa about to watch the Eagles play the Buccaneers. Uh, today we have three games that we want to talk to, just like last week. And the first game that I want to talk to you guys about is Kansas City versus Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh kind of shocked the world the way they played against Cleveland last week. What do you guys think about that game? Um, personally, I think that the the Steelers are going to have a struggle this game. I think they're going to start going downhill. Without Le'Veon, he's one of their best players on their team, and he's just not showing up. So they need to get that figured out. And I feel like Patrick uh, Mahomes is coming off a good first start. He's coming off a good game against uh, San Diego, I believe. And the offense looked electric. Tyreek Hill was making moves down the field on special teams, offense. He was making, he was scoring so much. He was getting a good amount of yards. So I feel like their offense is going to be too much to match because they don't have Le'Veon in Pittsburgh. So I feel like Kansas City's offense is going to be so. So you don't believe in James Conner? I don't think he's good enough. They they say they say that. Well, he had a good game. He had a good game, but I still don't think he's Le'Veon. He doesn't bring what Le'Veon does to the game. His impact, he grinds you away slowly. Four yards of carry, four yards of carry. That's that's breaking down the defense. So I yeah. think those type of plays really hurt. Yeah, I understand. I think that James Conner, I think he can do it. I think he's not Le'Veon Bell, but I think he's a decent replacement. I think they will be fine. But that Steelers defense, they I don't think they could take a Kansas City offense because when Phillip Rivers came into that game, it's like they were shutting him down in the first half, and then Kansas City was swinging all game. Tyreek Hill was performing at all levels, just violating. He even violated, um, what's his name, that new safety they got from oh, Duran James. Duran James. Oh, yeah. James was getting beat all game. I mean, Tyreek Hill, they're not going to be able to catch him. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs will probably come away with that game, and I think the Steelers have to try to figure a way out to get Le'Veon that money. But the thing is, if Le'Veon comes back, he's not getting paid. He can't get paid like that. He passed that deadline, so he has to wait. So what? the reason why Le'Veon's not coming is because he thinks Pittsburgh is going to give him the ball too much and then uh, it'll lessen his value when it comes to free agency. Exactly, so he doesn't want that. So basically he wants to get less carries and get more money, basically, which doesn't really make sense if you're Le'Veon. And if he comes back now, all of his linemen are really mad at him. So, like, the people in front of you blocking, like, do you do you really want to do that? That's that's something that it's like a different element. So, at this point, they might just be better off with James Conner, and the, they just got to work through the paths of Ben Roethlisberger. Did, did you hear the bets that they had on where Le'Veon goes? They were thinking uh, the Colts. That would just be terrible. I'd rather stay in Pittsburgh for the min- the league minimum. Than go to I mean, but, you never know. Andrew Luck's coming back off injuries. But yeah, but there's no offensive the line there, and but, their defense is not that good. You're right. Compared I, to Pittsburgh, come on now. I mean, Quentin Nelson was a good help to that Colts offense, but I have a big question. Is Le'Veon Bell sitting out hurting his free agency or improving his free agency? I gotta say he's hurting his free agency because he's not on the field. Like, I, exactly. you can't just trust someone to sit out a whole year and then come back and be the same person in an, a new system. Also, so Le'Veon is just not helping his case at all. I think just take what you can get right now and play, and then play for your money. You know that's all I'm saying. If you if you don't want your workhorse, then just ask to take a break. Like, just say you gotta come out. Say you need a breather. They they gonna take you out. That's all Le'Veon gotta do. But him sitting out is not gonna not gonna help. Okay. Mm-hmm. But like, you can tell that it's not 
all about the money because I mean he just lost one million dollars in two games so it has yeah. to be something with the game and the team I mean maybe the team isn't treating him the way he wants to be treated too he wants yeah. the insurance he wants the, the the guaranteed money now he's seeing what Gurley got paid he wants the money he's contributed just as well as Gurley if not better than yes. him receiving yes. he's the number two receiver yes. on the team he's the leading rusher in the yes. league you have to pay this man. You have to secure him. That's what he wants. Yeah. That's what he doesn't feel in Pittsburgh. He doesn't feel that security to the team. That they're just going to keep franchising him. Here, you can do all this for us, but we're only going to give you this money for this year. We're not sure if we still want you next year. Like, you can't keep playing with a player like that. Like that's, You got to keep it. I know it's a business, but you still have to think about him as a person. And you're just wait, like wasting him, but you can't pay him? Yeah. Okay, but you got to think about... Khalil Max and Le'Veon Bell situation. You think Levy? You think the Steelers would do the same move that the Raiders did? Two first round him. picks. They said they're, they're not going to trade him. They're not going to trade him. So you think him. they're just going to release him? He's just going to. He, at he this point, he's walk. just going to walk. Now, how much time is on his um? But the thing is, Le'Veon has to show up by, I believe, week ten. Because if not, he's not eligible for free agency because of how because of how long he's been in the league. You have to be in the league a certain amount of. But he did say years. he will retire. And how many times? Like how the, how much time is left in this he's contract? He's doing all this for a couple million dollars. Yeah. His contract's up at the end of this year. He got franchise tag. So, and he still hasn't signed it. So, he wouldn't be able to sign just because of those the games he does not play. He can sign whenever he wants, but he just lost money. Yeah. Okay, so he loses the money. He becomes a free agent. Who are the top three teams to get for their first? I think it was the Colts. The Colts. I think the, the Colts. Red, I think the Redskins. Nah, the Walks. Well, Redskins got Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson. They're they're gonna be fine. Darius Geis. I think he, that torn ACL hurt him, but I don't think it's gonna have that big of an effect. I mean, he is working with world class nutritionists, therapists, all of that to get his leg back. I mean, he was already lifting his leg and extending it three days after surgery on his Instagram story. So. Yeah, I mean, I would probably say the Colts are up there. Maybe the Jets. Because, you know, Le'Veon, he's a guy who probably likes to, you know, the big city, go up, go to New York. A little power, Isaiah Corral. One of them got to go, then. Yeah, one of them can go, but then one of them can compliment him. So, and yeah. then I'm not really sure what other teams, like, the league, the season will play out, and we'll see what teams really have money for Le'Veon and what teams will really want to pay for him. But going back to uh, Pittsburgh last week, time with Cleveland, the question of the day has to do with NFL ties. And on October 5th, 2016, that was the last NFL game to have a tie before Cleveland and Pittsburgh. What two teams played in that game? I'll go with you first. Now. I want to say the Bengals and the Colts. Okay. First round playoffs? No, the, the, the last, last two teams to tie before Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I'm going to have to go ahead and see on that one. You got to change the answer. Like, you can't go with the same uh, way. So, uh, that's two teams to tie. Man, that's going to be hard. I'm thinking about just doing a bold prediction. Go ahead. I have another see. team in mind, so. and Patriots. Good. Jets and Patriots? All right. Screw it. That's Patriots. interesting. We'll find out. The last time the Patriots <laughs> had a tie. Right, for real. <laughs> but we'll find out towards the end of the podcast. But we'll move into the second game. And I think this is probably the, the best game this week is the Patriots and the Jags, the re- the rematch of the AFC Championship game. Yeah. And the Jaguars got some dogs on defense, and the Patriots are the Patriots. They're a dynasty. Tom Brady is the GOAT. 
what do you what do you see gives this game? Who, okay. do you, who gives Brady or the Jaguars defense? Brady or the Jaguars who defense? Breaks? I'm gonna say the Jaguars. Who breaks? Who breaks? I'm gonna say Brady. I I watched the Jaguars defense against the New York Giants. The New York Giants had all of the weapons, and guess what lost the Giants the game? Eli Manning. Only 15 points. I understand that, but you put Brady in an offense with all those weapons. You really think they're gonna just have 15 points? Now you got to think about it. Brady let go of so many weapons. All they have is Gronkowski. You take away Gronkowski, who do you have? I mean, they have I mean you got to think about it. This is Tom Brady under. You got this is Tom Brady under the ball. I mean, he did beat them last year. They're thinking he cheated the game. No, he didn't cheat the game. It was a clear win. He won it. He put the team on his back. I mean, Gronkowski. Look what Brady does without Gronkowski. Okay, but I'll say this: with Gronk on the field, even though they did in the playoffs, it was a struggle. Gronk's still an impact, just him being yeah. on the field. You always right. have to worry about him. You have to You're put right. your best players. You have to put linebackers, corners, safeties. You have to maneuver so many different angles just to make sure that he's covered. And you still have to deal with Belichick and how smart him and Brady are on the field. Exactly. The connection they had. Brady's the most accurate passer that you can think of. And other he than gets maybe things Aaron Rodgers. Quick, so the Jaguars defense, the, the defensive line. He's smart. He can effective. read defenses like it's nothing. He makes football seem so seemingly when he just throws bro right. it's quick it's a quick release yeah. and like you can't compare Eli to Brady like there's two completely different offenses and having Brady there with Gronk and just Dorsett all these quick receivers that's all Brady needs no, and and he has gonna, no I wasn't really comparing I was just saying what what Eli doesn't have that Brady has but which you, is why yeah, I understand yeah but you also have to realize you can't just say that it's Tom Brady versus the Jags defense because you also have to put it in perspective Look at the Jags' offense. They're yeah. losing Fournette this game. They're going to have to play with TJ Yeldon. I don't think that they're a solid team of offense. Who are the receivers? They have I mean, TJ Yeldon is kind of like the James Conner to the Steelers in a way. He is. He is. But the Jaguars, would, like you don't have a good court. Like, ben Roethlisberger and Blake Bortles are two different on two different levels. Blake yeah, Bortles right. can't win a game. The Jaguars' defense literally has to do everything yeah, against the, the best offense in the NFL probably. So that's going to really be hard because Blake Bortles without it's, Fournette, who can at least eat some clock. If, if Yeldon is getting stuffed, then and the way, to put the yeah. ball in And the play hands. style is play action all the time. They always do their play action bootleg right, so they have to. That's how he gets his I throws mean, off. It's, he's not it, a good shotgun passer. It's gonna, pocket passer he's not good with. It, it, more you're right. But, I mean, it's going to come down to the Jags putting the, um, the Jags offense in good field position. I mean, that defense that defense can make plays. I don't think they're going to allow Brady to score pass for more than three touchdowns. If they do, it's going to be over mental mistakes, but I mean, it is Belichick and Tom Brady that's moving down that field, so I can see some mental mistakes with the Jags defense. I, I'll say final score 17-13. Who do you have winning? Hmm. I'm going to say Jags. And Alright, so since you have the Jags winning... What do the Jaguars have to do to win the game, in your opinion? Shutting down the run game isn't going to be an issue. They're going to make Brady, they're going to put Brady under pressure, and they're going to force Brady to throw the ball deep, and it's gonna, it's not going to go his way because they're gonna. It's hard to throw short passes against the Jaguars. Like, look at the line yeah, right they are. Yeah, they are. Exactly. So, the Jaguars are going to force Brady to throw deep, and when they're forcing Brady to throw deep. Brady's automatically ignoring the short passes that are going to be open. So that's going to put more coverage deep, and then Brady's going to fold. Mm. All right, so how about you? Who do you think is going to win? I got Patriots 28. I got Jags 13. I see Tom Brady 
coming out. It's going to be a tough game because they will have pressure, but I think Tom Brady and Belichick are smart enough to figure out the quick the quick routes. They have quick receivers. That's the type of play style they have. If they're not going, the one person that will go downfield is Gronk, and they'll uh, sometimes go to Hogan downfield because he's a big target. They like to use him in the red zone, but they need their defense. Their defense is going to come up sharp. People don't understand that the Patriots low-key do have a really good defense. They turn up when they need to, and with them getting Brady the ball, he's gonna make. He knows that he has to make every opportunity worth it for it, for them to win that game. So I'm gonna go 28-13. I'm gonna go 23 to 14 Patriots. I think it's kind of gonna be a slow game because of the fact that the page. I like the matchup with the Patriots defense. They're not a bad defense going against the Jaguars offense. They could probably neutralize them, and. The Jaguars' defense is one of the best defenses in the league, and they can stop. They can slow down Tom Brady, I, I should say. And I think it could be a low-scoring game, but it just comes down to Tom Brady and how the offense plays in these receivers because Philip Dorsett and Chris Hogan are going to be going against Bouye and Jalen Ramsey. So, like, those, these guys are really slot receivers. They're not really number ones, and they're, gonna, they're both going to get guarded by top corners in the NFL. So it, it comes down, I think the Patriots have to run the ball and they can win a game. And if that happens, then I think it's going to be easy win for the Patriots. Okay. But, um... I mean, I agree with your point of views on Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady, I'm not sleeping goat. on the GOAT. Like, he is the basically the Michael Jordan of football. Like, you can't... There's nothing you can say about him other than, oh, he hasn't broken the passing or a record yet. Like, there's... I can see. He I just can, wins. I can That's see all you your point of views and your scores. I can see them realistically, but I think that he is getting old. You know, he does. He's an ageless wonder. He's an ageless wonder. I mean, he does look twenty-eight, but I mean, you know, he's not. He's slowly losing it. But last week he looked pretty sharp. But it wasn't a much so sharp team either, bro. The Texans. Texans. The Texans defense is stacked. Sharp. It's not, a, it's not the Jaguars defense though. But it's close. I think it's close. They mm. have the potential to be. If Tyron Matthew comes in there and gels up, I'm pretty sure he had a good game. Yeah, Tyron Matthew. Matthew. He picked him off. Yeah, he had he a pick, and then they yeah, have JJ Watt coming back. Jadavian Clowney. They have McKinney. They got a couple guys there. Yeah. So like their defense is pretty sharp. But we're gonna go into the last game that we want to talk about, and that's the Vikings and the Packers. And last week, we know what the Packers did. They came back. They beat the Bears. Do you guys think that Aaron Rodgers should play this game? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers lost his leg in the first half, came out hopping in the second half, and won the game. What what was it? What was 24 unanswered points? It was 17 it was, unanswered. It was 17. Because they got so, the field goal. They made it 23 to 17. Okay, so it, so was, it was 20 it was, unanswered it was, points. Yeah, I think it was around there. 20 unanswered points. And Aaron Rodgers, what can you, like, you can't really, he's he's going to be Brady when Brady's gone. Like, Aaron Rodgers is going to walk on that bad leg again and win that game. Yes, it's against a, a tough defense, but what tough defense has he not played against and turned up against? He's still young. He's still a youthful okay, quarterback. Okay, but if, if I'm the Packers... I just paid Aaron Rodgers the bank. Like, I gave him the whole bank, and he just messed up his knee. I know they're trying to win now, but this one game against probably one of the most physical defenses, this is your money right here. This is all your money. You can afford to lose this game with Aaron Rodgers being fully healthy the rest of the season. 
That's true. Oh, but yeah. you also have to realize this game. This game is one of the most meaningful games. Of it, the is, it is. It is. Early. It's a divisional matchup it's a, it's a, against the and team you that want you can Deshaun see the Kaiser to start. In that yeah, game. I mean, yeah, they basically would forfeit the game. It's a tough they decision. would forfeit the game. It's a tough no. decision though. But like, you really got to think of the future too, because Aaron Rodgers, if they just build this team or like around him. They can win a couple more no. championships. He only has one. Mm. He wants more. If he I wants know. to be considered one of the best, he has to win more championships. No, <laughs> nah, Aaron Rodgers, he has one more left in him. He has one more. He's one of those few quarterbacks you could say has one more left. Ben Roethlisberger don't got it in him no more to win a Super Bowl. No. Who else can we name? Matt Ryan will probably never see a Super Bowl. Drew Brees has one more left in him to see one. He could. He, he could, could see one. Drew he could have saw one last year. Honestly, against the Eagles, yes. that would have been a good game. Drew Brees has one more left in him to see a Super yeah. Bowl. Well, who, what other elder quarterbacks do we have in the league? Phillip Rivers. He'll, I, I, he could see. Team. I could see Phillip Rivers seeing a conference championship, but I don't think Phillip Rivers would ever step on the big stage. He will never step on the big stage. What about? What I think about, they have a good enough team though. Their they do have a good really enough team. Good. Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa are a good combos. Jason Verrett got hurt, but but you got a good future. They have a good future. Yeah, they, they do have, have a good future, but you got. Philip can hold on for a couple more years. You got to think about it, but like the AFC, the AFC is number high scoring offenses. You got to think about it. You you're going to the AFC. With a high-scoring offense, yes, they have a high-scoring offense. I mean, they started kicking up when they were they down 21, 14 points, and then you think that your young defense can go up against veteran offenses like that, like the Chiefs, yeah. Brady. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to think about that, bro. All right, but what about the the battle in the NFC North between the Vikings and the Packers? The, like, they're playing this week. How far does this game go in determining who wins the division? I think it could be a critical game. I know it's early in the season, but I think this one can really boost. If the Packers win, I think it really boosts them, especially if Brady does play, because then they can see how dominant they really are of a team. If he can carve up that team, let's Brady say Rogers, he, you said Brady. Oh, I said Brady. Yeah. Sorry, Rodgers. If Rodgers comes in, and he can carve. Bro, he can carve up any defense, and he's shown like just like I said, he said he's shown that he can do it against anybody. The the best defenses. So I just feel that if they can win this game. It brings on a huge boost, and then you see later in the season, like, if that's making me a tiebreaker and they already won it, like, that could go for the division leader. Now it's time for uh, easy pickings, and we did it last week. We're going to do this every week. Not a lot of us had a good week last week, but this week, Dan's not here, but he submitted his pick. He chose the Redskins over the Colts, and we'll go to Josiah first for his first ever easy pickings. All right, I'm going to go with Steelers over the Chiefs. I think that the Steelers figured out how to use James Conner better. They're trying to they're gonna turn him into a back that goes out for passes. They're gonna try to make him prototype two point for Le'Veon Bell and um I think they're gonna pull through. I mean yes, that is a really good offense they are going up against, but you gotta think about it. You're going up against a veteran offense with sorta young sorta sorta young offense and their defense is they do have a veteran defense, so we'll see. All right, Nas, what about you? My team, oh, wait, do you want to use your prediction? Oh, your score prediction? Score prediction, 35-21 Steelers. My prediction for this one is uh, Saints over the Browns. I can't see the Saints defense not bouncing back from this performance against the Buccaneers. All right, everyone has their bad games, so I think they're going to have to come back way stronger. Marshawn Lattimore and Marvin Williams, I think their safety core will do good. They got Cameron Jordan on the D-line. I think they're going to hold strong. I think their front seven 
and their secondary is going to play well together because they're going to have to communicate better because they obviously weren't communicating well last week. And I just feel like the Saints offense is a high-ranked offense. I'm not sure if the Browns can keep up with them. Tyron's a good game manager, but I think for you to beat Breeze, you have to play exact well, not exactly how um, Ryan Fitzpatrick played, but you still have to play like a good, a good scoring game. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're ready for that. Well, oh, my score prediction is probably twenty-eight to seventeen Saints. Okay, I like I it. I like that. I like that. Well, my easy pick is just going to be the Eagles over the Buccaneers. I just don't believe in the Fitz magic that's going around in Tampa or whatever it is. That was just a weird game. And there was a stat that Fitzpatrick never threw for over 300 yards in consecutive games in his career. So I just think the Eagles defense is really good. They're not going to do what the Saints defense did. And I think the Buccaneers defense is kind of weak. And Nick Foles can actually maybe have a decent game. So I'm gonna have to go to the Eagles in this one, twenty four to ten, mm. and kind of a. I think the Eagles will kind of dominate from the start in this one. But yeah, bleed green. I mean, I. I, I don't know, bleed green. I just gotta just try to get this easy pick. I mean, you gotta look at the Buccaneers' defensive line. They have their front seven is they, good. They yeah. have a really good secondary. Nick Foles had a poor performance. I'm not saying it's gonna continue. Could, I think though. that. I think that the game could go either way. You got to think about it. Fitzpatrick did say this is the best he's filled, filled, felt, and played over his whole entire career. Deshaun Jackson, he's not looking too good to return. No, I think, he, I think he's going to play. Okay. Yeah. You got to think about it. You got Mike Evans. You got um, Chris Godwin is good. That yes. receiver. And then who? They, their running back is kind of, I think it's, uh, who is their running back right now? The Bucks. Yeah. Just is it Peyton Barber? I think it's yeah, Peyton Barber. Yeah, it's Peyton Barber. Yeah. Did you hear about his story, though? Yeah, I heard about his, his story. But he, it, so. He's a good player, but he's just not like one of the elite running backs. And their line is just okay. I just don't think like they can just beat the Eagles. I just don't find a way of it happening. Not our first time. Our first time is going to constantly have pressure. That's why, I think, that's why I think that the Saints didn't win that game. They didn't yeah. have good pressure. Their, their corners were getting burnt. I think Darby's going to have a good game. I think Mills will have a better game than he did against um, mm-hmm. Atlanta because he's not going up against like a oh, yeah, top this three, a top defense. three, top five receiver. Yeah. So I think he's going to have a better game. They just need to stop getting beat on these double moves. But I think the secondary will be fine. Markham Jenkins is experienced. McLeod is experienced. I think we'll be good. You think Mike Evans and Julio Jones versus um, the Eagles secondary is a similar matchup or no? I mean, Will's a little bit better, but they're like the same type of receiver. Uh, it's just a like, I, you got to put Ronald Darby on Mike Evans, and yeah. if not, then and you guys. Plus, might have I problems. think you're comparing Matt Ryan to Ryan's Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I don't think that's the, right. two different type of yeah. runs. Back to back games is not. I can't see that happening against a better defense. Like yeah, a, I can't. But going back now to the question of the day, where I ask who were the last two teams to tie in the game, and Nasir came close, but he didn't get the second team right. It was the Bengals and Redskins. They they tied not the Colts. Josiah, you said Jets Patriots. I don't know why you would ever say that. I was under pressure. I just wanted to do. I wanted to do a bold prediction. I mean, you never know in the NFL. Never know. All right, I like that. So before we before we sign off, I want to hear one bold prediction from everybody. We can go with you first. Bold prediction, just for this week, week two. Mm, A really good bold prediction. Let's see. 
I'm not trying Nas, to. Nas, do you have one? I'm going to say Foles goes off for 250 with three touchdowns. Okay, so big game. No picks. I got one. No I got one. I got one. I got one. Josh Allen stuns the Chargers. Josh three Allen passing touchdowns. Chargers. 250 <laughs> passing yards. Oh, boy. I'm saying it right now. He's, they, they, they've been having him in the shadows for too long. He looks frustrated on the sideline watching Peterman <laughs> throw for less than 60 yards in the first half. No first downs. Only three points. He's going to put some points on. For the Bills. My bold prediction is Tyrod Taylor will get benched this week and Baker Mayfield will get some play time because I think the Saints will dominate the Browns and it will result in a quarterback change and Baker Mayfield will make his NFL debut. So that's that's all. That. Yeah, that's all we got today. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking to you guys about football. Uh, me and Nas will be back here on Thursday with Dan and we'll see you guys. Have a good Sunday and enjoy some football. Well done.